Hey, this is the Bud Man, and you're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now to our studio and your host, local real estate expert and my friend, Laura Peterson. Good morning, everybody. I am from Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty, and uh, with me today, I have Sandy Thompson from Equitable Title. Welcome, Sandy. Thank you for having me. As always, it's great to have you. So to discuss the sale of your home, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. And if you want to get Sandy at Equitable Title, you could call her at 407-566-0776. So um, she's there all the time. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but Sandy, I just wanted to have you in because, you know, there's always a lot that goes on with the whole title process and everything and what happens with that. And you guys do such a great job there that I just wanted to, you know, have you kind of share a little bit in regards to what goes on, you know, once you get a file and everything that happens. And, um, you know, your company is attorney owned, which is really good. And so... And any legal problems that come up, they can be handled automatically and all of that as well, right? Yes, we, we have sources for the attorney that owns us, plus our underwriters have attorneys on staff. Mm-hmm. So if we're not sure how to fix it, we, can, we have backups to go take care of. Yeah, and um, so I think you got to talk a little closer into your microphone so that you so okay. we can see. All there right. you go. <laughs> so they can hear you. But um, yeah, so you've got plenty of attorneys that, that can help out on any challenges. And what kind of challenges do you basically run into? Oh, there's all types of challenges. Um, a lot of it, sometimes it'll be doing with probate. Someone's died. The son or daughter just took over the house, started making the payments, but didn't do any sort of legal transfer into their name. So we have yeah. to kind of clean all that up. Sometimes judgments come on the property, but it's not really their property, so we have to work on that. Yeah. Uh, missing spouses, all types of things. Yeah, and I know um, we've run into different situations with code enforcement violations mm-hmm. and that kind of thing that, that happen. And, um, you know, all kinds of things happen can happen to the title that you don't really think that think about, necessarily yeah. would. A big thing recently has been the solar. I bet. Yeah, yeah, some solars they purchase, no issue, we can just pay it off. Other solars are lease. Well, you have to do something with that because they have filed a lien on the property. A lot of people don't realize that. Solar, those uh, water, water conditioning tree- systems, yeah. those mm-hmm. type of things are lien on your property, so you have to do something. Right. So Yeah, because the, the new owner doesn't necessarily want to take it over, or and if they do, they obviously have to know about it and that kind of stuff too, and it might affect the title insurance and that kind of thing that happens with it. So when somebody gets title insurance on their property, that means basically that if there's something that was that you missed or was missed on that, then the title company, the title insurance kicks in? Yes. Yeah, so what happens is when you, when we're doing, when we first get the contract, we do a title search. We have a title plan. We have legal department that reviews all the documents to make sure that there was a logical chain. It's called a chain of title. So it goes from this person and this person and this person. All the liens or mortgages in the pack in the back uh, history were paid and satisfied. So either we could have missed it, our title plant may have missed it, or could be something that's not even recorded that we wouldn't find but maybe still be legal. So yeah. 
Uh-huh. We, we had a situation with that recently that you helped us through that the per, the people that had bought the house bought it for cash. And when they bought it, there was a short sale on it. And so even though the lien was the, the loan was satisfied from the previous owner, it never got recorded. Uh, right, right. So yeah. then so then it's not there. So you, we have right. to put something in the public records to fix that. Right. Yeah. And so when when you buy a house and you have an owner's policy, you're covered from the point your deed is recorded backwards. Mm-hmm. So it covers things that happened in the past up to the uh, amount of your sales price. So so you if you to, get a lien on it, you have to pay it. It's not yeah. going to cover that. Right. Doesn't cover anything you did. <laughs> yeah. It's only going to cover the stuff in the past. Right. But it, it is awesome to have that and, mm-hmm. and everything um, just to, to do clear title and make sure that you've got that. I know that um, there was one guy that I was working with and he was trying to fight it. He said, you know, it's been agricultural land for a hundred years and nothing's ever been done to it. Mm-hmm. And we don't think we need title insurance or anything, you know, with it. And and in that case, he was potentially right. But there could be any kind of little lean thing that comes up like we've just talked about. Absolutely. That you want to make sure that it's clear. Yeah, because we're insuring the land. A lot of people right. said there's no structure. Why do we need it? Well, it's the transfer of the piece of land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, and especially if there's easements and that kind of stuff, you know, I find so many people that call me that may want to sell their land or something like that, and it's landlocked. Right. And, um, you know, I mean, I don't know, and there's no easement to get to it. I don't really know what the value of that is mm-hmm. if you can't even get to the property. Right. You know, um, I was looking at a property recently. It actually, um, for somebody that it goes along for, you know, and which sounds like that's great, like it would be a great piece of property, but it's landlocked. It doesn't wow. have any access to it. So mm-hmm. you can see four and you can drive by the property as you're going down the highway and but, but you can't access it. You yeah. can't access it. So I guess you would either have to try to get an easement or sell it to one of the contiguous properties. You know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what it comes down to. So there's so many interesting things that come in um, with title and, you know, it's like it just becomes second nature and right. you move from one file to the next of fixing them. Right. And then, and so you're one of those fixers for sure. Uh, yep. I try. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. Joining me today is Sandy Thompson from Equitable Title. And remember, if you want to reach us, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. You can text that number as well. Or you can call Sandy at 407-566-0776. So basically, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that you do, I'm sure, is confidential and that kind of thing, too, that, you know, that it comes into. You can't tell us all the war stories because... It's confidential stuff that has happened right. and everything. And um, so that just protects everybody as you're going along. But, you know, we talked about the owner's policy, but there's also, uh, if you're getting a loan, there's usually a lender's policy that comes in effect as well. Correct. So if we issue them both at the same time, the lender's is cheaper and you only need it if you're getting a loan. It, what it's doing is ensuring the lender that they're first lien position. Okay. Yep. Now they used to be cheaper than they are today. Well, it, if 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 your owner's policy is bought by the buyer, the loan policy is only well. Our fee is three twenty five. Uh, different 
title companies and our insurance may charge differently, but that it's called a simultaneous issue. Oh, okay. Yep. So it really doesn't have to be that expensive then. And, no. and the other thing is that I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that the title policy fees are actually regulated by the state. The owner's policy is regulated by the state. So based on the sales price, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. So if you sell a property within three years, there is a discount that we're able to give, which is called a reissue credit. But in general, we have to follow the state guidelines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, so that's good for everybody to know that, you know, when you're out there, if you think you're going to go shop the owner's policy, that you should be getting the same place everywhere that you go for the most part because yeah. it's regulated by yes, the state. Yes, that's correct. So it would just be the other fees, like a closing fee, title search, those extra fees that are part of the closing, but they're different from company to company. Yeah, and they can they can vary, and obviously they're all negotiable and all of that kind of stuff too. So if you have any questions, I mean, I think you should definitely you know give Sandy um, a shout and and have her help you with it if that's something that um, you're looking to do. If you're going to be selling a property, even if you sell it for sale by owner, you still need a title company. And I know you guys work with those guys all the time because you know um, you still have to go through the process and everything of getting it all done. But um, in order to get in touch with us, you can call or text 407-566-2555. You can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com and we'll see you after the break. You're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio with local expert and my friend Laura Peterson. And now here's Laura. Welcome back, everybody. With me this morning is Sandy Thompson from Equitable Title. Welcome, Sandy. Thank you. And I'm from Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. So to discuss the sale of your home, you can call or text 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. And if you would like to get in touch with Sandy, you can call 407-566-0776. So we're in the same building, so we have close phone numbers. So it's easy to remember what yours is. Absolutely. (laughs) So, um, but anyway... uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is the estoppel. So that's one of the things that gets that that you guys go through to make sure that there aren't any um, fees or whatever that are going to crop up for the new owner. Is that correct? Right. So it's part of the homeowners association. Any neighborhood that has an association, we have to get a form, which is called an estoppel. Most management companies charge a fee, so we pay it and then we get reimbursed by the seller. But it will tell us all the information. Some will do it real fast. Others take 10 days because they that's also regulated by the state. They have so many days to do it. So sometimes that'll hold us up, especially if someone all of a sudden wants to move it up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just one of those things. And it's real important for us to get it because we have to make sure there's no past dues from the seller. Well, and I think one of the biggest things that I've seen on the estoppels lately in the last few years are the... Um, capital contributions that's required for the new buyer. Right. And since the pandemic, because there were so many properties that that didn't pay their association, a lot of those uh, capital contributions have increased significantly. There's yeah. one There's one area in celebration in, in, that I'm thinking of that does charge a percentage now instead of a flat fee. Okay. So, yeah. When you, if you're a, if you're buying a house, you really need to make sure the realtor gets you that information. Well, and, and that's one of the hardest things that I find to get 
because mm-hmm. they they do change. Like I know that um, there's one community in Championsgate that I sold. Um, actually, it was like right at the beginning of the year. It was like January 3rd or something. And they increased it and it was 4500 because there were Whoa. three $1,500 right. deals, you know, on it. So it ended up being 4500 and it had gone up from, I think that it was about $2,000, you know, before that. before that. And so it really is important. It can be expensive. And there's um, another area that I know of that in Davenport, that if the homeowner wasn't up to date, that it was $10,000, but if they were up to date, then it was only like $1,000. Oh my gosh, that's so, crazy. So there's some crazy things out there when it comes to that transfer fee, but most of them have a, most of them are usually about 500 to 1000 wouldn't you say? Yes, yeah. yeah, usually they are about that. Yeah, so they're usually in that range of 500 to 1000 but when you're going to figure out your fees and how much money you're going to need, it's obviously really important and like that one community, you don't want to come up with an extra $4,500 or $10,000. But I found it was interesting way of doing it. So it's like your entry into the community. And then when you're exiting, you don't have as much. But there's some of them that I'm seeing now that they're charging the sellers a smaller fee when they're leaving. Some of them are. Yep. For yep. The, they're trying to build back their reserves that they lost during that time frame. Yeah. And so, um, you know, so they could either increase the the fees overall for the community or they can do it through these capital contributions when the properties are being sold. And so I think that they thought that it was easier on the people that are living there when they did it when they're buying or selling because you're either coming into the community or leaving. Or going out, right. Yeah, and when you're coming in, you know, you're all excited about that. And when you're leaving, then, you know. Right. It's that too. And so so there's the estoppels. Then you also have the lien searches that you do, the municipal lien searches that tell about the electric bill and... The utilities, road enforcement, if there's any open permits, different things like things that are not recorded in the public records. That's what that covers. Well, and I think one of the hardest things on permits are unclosed or... I don't know what you call them, but they're not closed (laughs) permits, you know, open permits or whatever. And it could be two or three sellers ago. It's not something you did. So then it's it's a little more difficult. Yeah, that's what it usually is. Now, what I've found is that actually working with the municipalities, whoever they are, the city, the counties, whatever, that they're usually pretty good about trying to help you with those because they want them off of their books as well. Right. But, um, you know, it's kind of difficult sometimes that because the codes that they have to to that they want to bring that house to are the current codes right but the permit was pulled when those codes weren't the same so even though it was completed it might not be up to code now so that's when it gets kind of tricky Right. Is what I've found. But if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. Joining me today is Sandy Thompson from Equitable Title. Remember, if you want to reach any of us, you can call or text 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. Or just Sandy, if you want to get her, she's at 407 407- Seven five six six zero seven seven six. So um, another thing that is, I think, interesting in the title world out there is the fraud that's going on out there. Yeah, which it, is really sad. It is sad, and it's, and it's bad. It's just crazy things that happen that you don't realize mm-hmm. unless you've experienced it. 
Yeah. So I think one of the things that we experienced was, um, you know, fraud on a piece of land mm-hmm. that we um, sold went all the way to the closing table and beyond. The new seller, the new buyer had owned it and everything like that. And then um, we found out that we weren't dealing with the the real <laughs> seller um, at, at that point in time. And um, so that was kind of a you know, big deal that we went through. And the seller had um, driver's license, bank accounts, all that kind of stuff in the actual real seller's name. Right. So it was very difficult to detect. Right. And And everything to find it out. So it's not like you're just like, hey, I believe you that you're this person and signing the contract Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. They had a notary that signed all the documents and all that kind of stuff that that basically that was the person that was selling the property and it actually wasn't. Right. We had all the proof. We had a driver's license. We had that. There was a notary that signed it in Florida. And then come to find out the notary that was listed on there didn't actually do it. Someone else had somehow gotten a hold of her stamp. I'm I'm not sure how that ended up happening and so and then I guess his driver's license was a was fake it looked legitimate but it apparently ended up being a fake yeah so luckily that seller or that buyer had owner's title insurance so whatever he put down and purchased a lot for he got all his money back for the closing any extra expense after that though he was not reimbursed for it's only for the actual sales price yes and then the sell the actual owner of the property got the property back And so they were made whole, you know, through that title insurance. So thankfully that they did have the title insurance to make that happen. And they hadn't started building or done anything else like that. So that was good. But then we had other um, fraudulent cases that we caught in the middle of it. Right. And so that was good that we caught it and, you know, law enforcement is involved in all of it and all of that kind of stuff to do it. But it's not something that you think that, you know, you see those commercials on TV that somebody's going to put multiple mortgages, you know, on your property and stuff like that. But, um, you know, you don't think about people selling it and like land. I mean, that's probably the easiest because nobody's there on a daily basis. And so exactly, you don't really necessarily know. But fraud is really... um, you know, it. I, I know that we started hearing about fraud with people sending money, wire transfers that didn't go directly where they needed to, and then that money was gone, and now we're finding, you know, the fraud of people actually trying to sell property that, that is not theirs. theirs. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, fraud is a big thing that obviously is covered by the the title companies. And so we all do kind of trainings to see how to detect it to make sure that it's not going to happen. But I think land is probably one of the biggest areas that that's happening. It's easy for them to do. Yeah. Yeah. So in order to get in touch with us, you can call or text 407-566-2555. You can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com. And we'll see you after the break. You're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio with local expert and my friend Laura Peterson. And now, here's Laura. Welcome back, everybody. I am with Sandy Thompson today from Equitable Title. Welcome back, Sandy. 
Thank you for having me. Oh, I love having you. Then I don't have to talk all the time. It's great. There you go. (laughs) So, um, and I'm from your home sold guaranteed realty. And to discuss the sale of your home, you could call or text 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. Gosh, I'm talking fast. I probably can't write it down. But Sandy's number, if you want to get her, (laughs) she's 407-566-0776. So she's just got the different four last digits than I've got. But um, basically, you know, one of the things we were talking about on the break is having the buyers and sellers in separate um, closings basically today. I know if you haven't closed in a while, you're probably used to everybody being in the same room. And, and, uh, you know, I remember you know, being in rooms with sellers and we're all sitting there for like four hours. We don't know each other. and We're like, going, right. what are we going to talk about now? You know, because right. we were waiting for something from the lender. But but today it's not that way. No, uh, especially in this part of, of Orlando where I work in celebration. We deal with a lot of clients from all over, all over the United States, across the countries and Europe and in, in, uh, other areas of the world. Um, but the main reason why we don't sit them together is if they're getting a loan, that's privacy. That would that would violate the privacy policy. So we have to do those separate. So usually we get the sellers and the buyers separate, or we'll do them the day before, and then we'll be all ready when the lender's ready to get that closing. Because the sellers typically only sign probably about 15, 20 minutes worth of documents. A buyer, however, depending on the lender, could be 45 minutes to an hour, could be longer, depending on if everything is correct. Yeah. And, you know, like that four hour one that I was talking about, um, that was because they had the husband's name was spelled wrong. His name is Kevin and it was K-E-V-E-N. And so they had to redo all the documents and it took them a long time to get them and stuff like that. So you run into those kinds of things. But basically, you know, what what happens is and another thing that I think is good is that, you know, there's no chance for anybody to have any um, reason to to like be ticked off at one or the other and walk right. away, which is a really good reason to have everybody in separate. a separate room yep. because it truly is an arm's length transaction then. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so it makes it, you know, so much easier. I, I, I recently closed one that we were all thankful that it, everybody was in separate rooms. Um, the seller, I was working with the buyer and the seller actually was moving um, to another state and um, they were just not happy. Their kids were want, the ones that wanted them to move and oh. they they just were not happy. And everywhere that we turned, it was that, you know, it's like it was a begrudgingly they were doing it. So we were just very thankful that we could all be in, um, in at separate times and doing it. And I think it's really a convenience for the seller too, because the seller has to move out of that property 99% of the time before the buyer takes over. And they're busy with a lot of stuff, either moving into their new house or their old house or whatever, getting the last minute stuff out that if they can sign a few days early, a week early or whatever, they don't have to be worried about, you know, being here at this time and there at that time and that kind of stuff. And it makes things so much easier. Oh, absolutely. It gives them time to finish up and clean up the house and do whatever they want to do. Yeah. And I've run into that, you know, many times where it's just been a real blessing of being able to have the seller sign early. Now, if a buyer is has to sign that day, 
if they're getting a loan because they have to hit the loan documents are requiring that they sign that specific day. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So for a buyer, it's a much more, you know, that they they have to definitely be on that day, but the seller can sign early and it just makes things a lot earlier, easier when we go ahead with it. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at eight o'clock. Joining me today is Sandy Thompson, from Equitable Title, and I'm from your home sold guaranteed realty. To reach out to us, you can call or text 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So one of the things that you mentioned earlier was um, that you have people from all over the the world, really, that are closing. And one of the things, um, a couple things about that, one of them is the... um, well, there's three things that I think that are good about the out-of-country t- out people. One of them is the FERPTA, which is the foreign investment. Right. Um, another one is the new law in regards to the Chinese people that oh, can't the buy. Florida, yes, the Florida law. Uh-huh. Yep. And then the third one that I was thinking of was the um, online notaries right. that can do it instead of having to go to embassies. So there's, right. there's you know, quite a few changes that have happened over the years mm-hmm. in regards to foreign people that and all of that. So so the online notary, that can be used actually for anybody. Right, because you, you can know? do it in the United States, too. It just allows the... Normally, the seller has to notarize documents. Buyer would if they're getting a loan, but the seller always does. And they can go to a notary public in their area, or if that's not an option, they, they may be disabled or they're out in the country somewhere or it's overseas because we don't always recognize notaries from other countries. It would have to be an American embassy. We're able to get it uh, notarized by a uh, notary public in the United States out of Virginia and they can sit at their computer and they'll notarize them. They have to verify their identity and then they will get them, they'll notarize it. Yeah. So it's really pretty nice. So that's technology, you yes. know, and it's uh, recognized in Florida, obviously, that you can do that. But, you know, uh, you know, when I started in real estate, you know, a long time ago, you know, and you had these foreign sellers, which we did all the time, then those people had to go to an embassy and to mm-hmm. get an appointment to go to the embassy. Right. And it was certain days and mm-hmm. it was it was a problem a oh, lot of times. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is something that makes it a lot better when it comes to that. And then um, have you run into the the Chinese thing too much or, or what do you, do you just have to do checks on it or what happens on that? So far we haven't. So that started July 1st. Mm-hmm. Mostly what we're dealing with are the Chinese that are selling the property. It doesn't matter then because they're the sellers. Right. But I haven't run into anyone who's purchasing it. Now, if they are Chinese, but they're U.S. citizen, it doesn't apply. Mm-hmm. It's really only Chinese that are actually in China and not a U.S. citizen. Now, I don't, I mean, I've tried to read the law, but I don't understand it 100%. Is it anything that they want to buy in Florida or is it close to something or do you know either? I'm not clear. Yeah. It definitely can be close to military installations and other public yeah. buildings, but I don't know if they can't buy it at all or just close to there. I'm not certain. Yeah, I'm not either, because I think I saw something that it was something to do with agricultural stuff and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing, too. So I think there's some restrictions. And so 
you know, if and I had to find out, I would find out. Yeah. I haven't had, it, had that, a situation. Yeah. And it's six countries. It's not just China. There's six, you know, there's other countries besides China. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, because in the past, it's like if you were buying as a foreign national or buying as a Florida resident or, you know, from anywhere else in the U.S., it's all the same. Yes. A couple it, little quirks, but it is all the same. Yes. Yeah. But um, today it's a little bit different because we've got that going on. But it does make sense, you know, that you don't want to have a military installation or sell all the farmland, I think, is what the other thing is, too, that, you know, in somebody's control that's not ours. Nothing worse than, you know, having, um, you know, land that we don't have the land or that we can't do what we need to with it and, and, you know, have it everything being shipped somewhere else. So, you know, so, um, you know, it's kind of probably still being kind of shaken out and all of that kind of stuff, but, but that's what the scoop is. And then we'll talk about, um, the, um, the foreign national tax that comes in, um, it in the next, um, segment, but basically, you know, when it comes down to it, um, a lot of people do buy from other countries here. Absolutely. And, uh, all day long, I know you're working with them and stuff like that. And, um, we are too. And so if you're a seller, I mean, you want them here and, and paying more money for your property. (laughs) So in order to get in touch with us, you can call or text 407-566-2555. You can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com, and we'll see you after the break. You're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio with local expert and my friend Laura Peterson. And now, here's Laura. Welcome back, everybody. With me this morning is Sandy Thompson from Equitable Title. Welcome back, Sandy. Thank you, Laura. And I am from Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. So to discuss the sale of your home, you can call or text 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. And if you want to reach Sandy at Equitable Title, it's 407-566-0776. So we were talking a little bit about last segment. We said that we were going to talk this segment really about the foreign national um, taxes that mm-hmm. happen. And when you buy a property from another country, there's no tax or anything like that when you're buying it. But kind of like the capital contribution, when you're leaving, they, they, want, some money, <laughs> they right? want some money there. And so basically my understanding of it is that it's it's really not an extra tax. It's just making sure that the IRS gets what the tax. Right. It's, to, it's called the foreign investment tax act it's is to protect the buyer that's purchasing the property from a foreign national because if the seller owes capital gains and doesn't pay irs those capital gains there's no way for our tax uh the internal revenue service to go after someone in another country right so they will put a lien on the property Mm -hmm. so in order to protect the buyer we hold back 15 percent of the gross sales price until we determine if there's any capital gains owed. So the seller does not have it at the time of closing. They don't necessarily owe the whole 15%, but we have to wait for IRS to make a determination. Yeah. And so there's accountants and stuff that come into play, you know, for that, that, that do those filings and they get the determination. Now I, last I heard that it was taking a lot longer than it used to about six months or so to get that determination. Yeah. During COVID, it was like a year, year and a half it was taking. Now it's 
it's down to about six months. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's gotten better, but it's still a lengthy part, a lengthy time. So if the, and, and I haven't run into this situation because most of the people that buy from outside of the country don't have loans. They're, you know, they own them outright. Mm-hmm. But if there wasn't 15%, like if to left because they had to pay off the loan, you know, would it be less that you hold back or what happens well, in that say, case? I, there was, before COVID, there was something called a hardship. If the seller had to bring money to closing for me to hold the 15%, there's something called a hardship filing. So usually we could get the answer within two weeks and we would do it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So we'd actually get the determination and say, oh, it's not really 15%. They only owe 5000 And so mm-hmm. that's all I would have to do. I, it, and for a long time, we weren't able to do that. I don't know if that's back in place because I haven't run across that circumstance so, lately. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, you know, there's, there's so many little things. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. the thing that people have to understand that when it goes to um, buying or selling a house, I think that, you know, when we've outlined it, you know, from the stuff that we do that you do, and, you know, the inspectors and all that kind of stuff, there's somewhere around 300 things that need to happen you know, to, to make buy, it, right. to make the whole thing happen. And so everybody thinks, oh, you know, you just put a sign in the yard and you call it a day. And right. that's not exactly the situation. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Yeah. And even the paperwork that I have to do at the end, I just did a closing for a gentleman in Australia. He said, we signed one piece of paper, shook hands, we were done. Well, it's not that way in the United States. <laughs> Lots of papers we have to sign. Yeah, there's a lot of thing that has to, a lot of things that have to be done. And so, you know, if you are buying a property from somebody that owns it outside of the country, that's just something that you need to know that you have to ask about the, it's called FERPTA, you know, is that something that's going to kick in and everything to make sure that you're protected on that. And um, then wh- the the next thing that I think that we were going to talk about, um, we were talking, you were telling me uh, during the break that the spelling of names on contracts is very important. Absolutely. So the seller, it doesn't matter as much because that's the, we have the deed in the public records. We do need to know if the people that were in title are not here anymore, because maybe there was a death in the family, well, we should have know that up front. Yeah. So we can check that. The other thing is the buyer. Some of some clients have buyers, especially a Latin names or like four and five names. Yeah. We need to know legally how they want to take title. So as a buyer, please review the contract before you sign it and make sure number one, was your name spelled correctly? Number two, is that how you want to hold title on the deed when you when you actually finish the buying process? Yeah, be, it's really important to make sure. And, you know, the way that the contract is written, and I'm not an attorney, but the the contract laws, the contract classes that I've done, that if it says on the contract, there's a thing you can check, may not assign. So what when I've done the contract classes, what they've said is even if you want to add a middle initial to that, you need the 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 other person's permission to do that. And if the seller decided they don't want to sell throughout the process or don't want to sell it to you, they can tell you, no, 
I'm yep. not going to sign it. And so you better take title in that name that's on the contract or you're not, or you don't have a deal. Right, right. So you have to be really careful when it comes to all of that stuff. So, but if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. Joining me today is Sandy Thompson from Equitable Title. I'm from your home sold guaranteed realty. And remember, if you want to reach us, you can call or text 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. And you, we were going to um, talk about the way that you can take titles. So I know that today there's a lot of people that it's multiple family members and kind of things like that that are buying properties together. Mm-hmm. So um, what are the, the, the ways that that you can do that. Okay, so there's different options in Florida. And of course, I'm not an attorney either, but I can give you the d- definitions. Whether it's good or bad for you, that would be up to you to speak with your attorney or some other, uh, someone uh, for your estate handling of that. Uh, but when you're a, when you buy a title as husband and wife, that's called tenancy by the entireties. So if something happens to either one of you, then that person that's left will automatically get the the property as their inheritance. Like they will then own the whole property. Uh, the only thing that's required is filing of a death certificate. So you don't have to do probate if it's your homestead, if it's something that you actually live in. <coughs> yep, Excuse me. Got a little cold. Got a little cold. <laughs> if you hold title with two, like two single people hold title, and you just say so and so a single man, so and so a single woman, then you're that's considered tenants in common. So what happens if one of them were to pass, that person's half would go to the heirs of their estate. So in the will, they could name the other person as getting the rest of the property or it could go to the sister or the mother. So it just depends. And in that case you would have to file probate to determine who is entitled to the half of that property. Mm-hmm. And and then the other option is if you take title with a mom and a dad, two kids, you can do what's called tenants with rights of survivorship. So if something happens to one of them, then the rest of the people would be entitled 100%. It would just automatically go with just the death certificate. Okay. okay. So the death certificate is really important. Right. You, you yeah, have to and- have it to prove where the per- what happened to the people. And a lot of times, you know, when we're doing closings together and stuff like 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 the death was like five years ago, right. ten years ago. I mean, it it's not like it was like two weeks ago or mm-hmm. a month ago or even six months ago. I mean, it's multiple years ago, right? And that kind of stuff. So it it is really an important document, and uh, you know, most people have them or they scrounge them up or whatever, and. Probate is something that can definitely delay the closing. So if you want to, I mean, we've experienced that. That's why I know. Right, right. But um, it's just something that you definitely, you know, um, just want to look at it in advance and how you got to handle it. But Sandy, I just want to say it's been a pleasure having you with me today. I know you've been with me before on different shows, you know, throughout the years, and it's been great being with her again today. But if you want to reach either one of us, you can call or text 407-566-2555. You can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com and we'll see you next week. Have a great one, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.